Hey everybody, C-Note here and welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like Ricky Martin living la vida loca. Today on the show, I wanted to talk about partnering with someone to improve your weaknesses or your strengths really, but the podcast is probably going to be titled Working on Your Weaknesses. The idea here is I talk a little bit about the story between Molly and I and how we've been very complimentary. We have quite the Venn diagram of things that are commonalities between us, things we love and enjoy together, but we have plenty of things that are separate from each other. And I think we're going to start a podcast about that in the future uh, and talk about those things as she's more of a playful extroverted type. And I'm more of a serious introverted type, you know, that comes with its own issues and understanding the differences between thinking and feeling and working with each other to improve that because I suck at emotions. So she's helped me improve that as well. So let's talk about that. Let's talk a little bit about that on today's episode of Dopamine. Drums, Okay, so today on the show, I wanted to talk about partnering with someone to basically help you work through your weaknesses, partnering with someone to supplement some of the things that are missing and to kind of help you grow in those areas. Because one of the key things that I want to talk about here is also not letting the fact that you know what your weaknesses are be in service of an excuse to allow you to just, you know, not continue to grow because you have someone who can handle all of the other things that you can't handle. I think many of us know that there are aspects of our, our, our personality that we feel like we can't like, that, that we can't be a certain thing. Like we can't be, you know, for me, for example, I feel like I can't be, you know, an overly emotional people connected kind of person. I'm just not that I I've amassed followers on this podcast and on Facebook and Twitter and things like that by being myself, which is a little bit more analytical and more abstract in my thought process and talking about things. But if I went out there and I was specifically trying to like round up people, which sounds super creepy to say it that way. But if I were to try to deliberately try to get people to like me, that wouldn't work out very well. And that that's like based on my past, but also there's some Myers-Briggs stuff in there also. Uh, but for the most part, you know, the idea that I want to talk about here is partnering with someone to help you in a couple of different areas of life. Like you can, it can be in service of improving your relationship, improving a business situation, or uh, getting a therapist, finding a doctor, or finding a coach, a personal life coach, uh, or someone to help you with media or something like that. And uh, the, the main thing about this is like, first of all, it starts with knowing what those weaknesses are understanding enough about yourself and your personal development to be able to be aware of what's missing. You know, what, what is it about you that maybe you've tried a million times to do a certain thing and you just can't quite get there or it's uh, there's, there's an element that's too exhausting or, you know, maybe you're not as systems and money focused as someone else might be, you know, or maybe you're, someone who is systems and money focused, but you are not someone who can make personal connections very well, or, you know, you're maybe a little bit cold or impersonal or 
maybe you retreat inside too much and you don't want to deal with the outside world. You know, there's, there's a lot of things that if you find the right person in your life, you can help kind of counterbalance those things. Now I'm going to use my relationship with Molly as a really good example, who is the darling rage here on anchor as well. Anchor.fm slash the darling rage and uh, listen to her podcast. Um, Her and I have been together for quite a little while now and we're starting to get into a business relationship, but we have been in an emotional romantic relationship for quite a little while. And, you know, I'm constantly analyzing what is working in that relationship. And uh, a lot of that ends up leading to podcast episodes and particularly this topic, particularly, I I really botched that word, (laughs) particularly uh, this topic, because her and I are starting this business venture And it's helping me realize that there are certain aspects of my personality that are not helping, helping me with certain marketing strategies. And she's a much more extroverted people person. She likes to play. She likes to go out and talk to people. She likes to just kind of go with the flow and take risks and adventure and stuff like that. So I am an introverted thinker. So I like to spend a lot more time on my own. I do like to go out and do things like to travel. I like to talk to people in some situations, But for the most part, I am not a people person. I prefer to work on my own. I prefer to listen to podcasts and do things that fill my cognitive tank, as it were. So I don't spend a lot of time peopling. I don't feel like I want to, I don't want to shake babies and and kiss hands, (laughs) basically. I'm not at all even remotely good at that. I don't really consider other people's emotions very well. And that sounds cold and terrible, but it's true. I just don't. And uh, I do with her and, you know, I don't give myself enough credit because I I do in some instances, but in terms of like strangers or the world at large, like I I don't care. I got stuff to do. (laughs) That's the way I look at it. So her and I in our relationship, and I'm going to start there. Let me take a drink because I feel my throat is, is, is becoming a problem. Ah, okay. Better. So her and I, in our relationship, we kind of started with this, we have this Venn diagram of understanding and appreciation of each other. We have a lot of really great things that overlap with us. We're both incredibly nerdy. We love maximalism, which is basically filling your space with rad stuff, but with purpose. And we like LED lights. (laughs) We like playing games. We like um, you know, going out and adventuring, trying new foods and, and all that stuff. And we're both business minded. We like talking about marketing and art and she's a wonderful painter and I do my own sketching and stuff like that. And I'm a graphic designer and all that. So we have very complementary strengths, but we also have a lot of overlaps and <clears throat> there are things that, you know, once you start to go outward, you start to realize that there are plenty of key differences, but because of our overlaps that we're able to have an appreciation for each other first and respect and be able to talk about things in an open and honest way that continues to use that respect and allow us to dive into deeper topics that maybe we don't have uh, a clear understanding on. You know, religion is one that I've been talking about a little bit on the podcast lately. She grew up in more of a religious community type of situation where she just grew up with a lot of people who knew each other. They all were 
focused on the same religion and it was a very positive experience for her. She's since working through things and is, is changing some of her life a little bit <clears throat> in that regard. But for the most part, it's been very positive for her and all of my experiences with religion have been absolute shit. So <laughs> from, from a young age, I've had <clears throat> very poor perceptions of religion and how it could be useful. And really in the last four to five years, I've really been kind of turning around and understanding the positivity associated with religion for a lot of people, <clears throat> but it's never been something for me. And through conversations with her, we've been able to find ways to, to work on those strengths, but also those strengths and weaknesses and, and find ways to relate to each other. So she, she's very good at listening and being empathetic and understanding that she's like, yeah, you know, she's listened to my story and she's just like, yeah, no wonder you have such a, such a, such a harsh perspective on it, you know, and nothing was good to you. And I appreciate that, that perspective that it isn't just like a, Oh, well maybe you're what's wrong, but no, she actually listened to me and is able to take the time to understand um, what I'm going through. And the same with her, she's going through some adjustments and to the point where she was, you know, questioning her faith and um, working through some things. And for me, we've been kind of finding ways to meet in the middle. I've been able to um, work on becoming a little bit more holistic and less, um, uh, less walled up in that sense. And she's been, I guess, a little bit more grounded in some ways or finding her own version of spirituality <clears throat> within, you know, what she knows and is able to increase her strength. So I was able to use my strengths to kind of help her to not fall into you know, anything that's too negative, like nihilism or anything like that, or, you know, for me to continue to be open-minded and allow me to be open-minded, especially in our conversations with each other, uh, about spirituality and holistic thinking and not be so turned off by things immediately or to not think less of people for being religious, which was a problem I had when I was younger. Um, point being, you know, her and I are different in the, if you go by the Myers-Briggs sense, she's a feeler type. I'm a thinking type. She's an ENFP and I, and I, I am an INTP and my dominant strength is introverted thinking. That is where I make my decisions. And she is an introverted feeler in her secondary. She leads with extroverted intuition. So she's an extrovert by the uh, traditional understanding, but her secondary function is introverted feeling which her, which is her dominant decision-making function. So she makes, she goes out, you know, she goes out into the world and she'll play and explore and do things. And, you know, when she takes time to herself, ENFPs are often, um, they often misinterpret themselves as introverts because they need time to be introverted and take time to, to assess their emotions about, you know, what they're experiencing in the world in order to figure out where to go next. And, that is a very foreign topic to me <laughs> or, it, or it has been when I first met her, you know, um, because my perception of emotions, at least in my case, uh, making an emotional judgments for me has never gone well and making emotional judgments for her has always worked out. So, you know, it, it's, it's hard for me to make that, that leap and understand that without having consistent conversations with her and understanding her perspective because a problem that I have and had, uh, I should say, and that I'm working through is, is realizing that different 
personality types exist <laughs> that 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 my type of thinking is right for me and it doesn't mean that it's right for everybody else you know despite the way that I talk on this podcast and trying to give people uh perspective you know the idea and the goal of this podcast is to be able to take what I say and you know take it and go with it and do something with it out in the world and figure out how it molds and works for you like I try very very hard to not say that this is what you need to do, this is what you should do. I sometimes will say that, but I, I try very hard to keep things abstract and open so you can make interpretations of as to what to do next. And uh, she's been helping me, you know, continue to focus that. I mean, it's no mistake that being with her has allowed me to focus this podcast and has allowed me to to understand a, a little bit more of a direction to where this podcast can go. It was really like February of this year, 2018, where I, I started to be a little bit more open to different possibilities and try different things. And and her, you know, basically to, to kind of reel it back a little bit, her being an introverted feeler and or extroverted into intuitive with introverted feeling and me being an introverted into uh, introverted thinker. God, I'm screwing that up. <laughs> me being a thinking type and her being a feeling type. Um, there have been some impasses, but we have patience with each other and we talk about it. And, you know, my emotions are a weakness of mine. Um, I don't understand how they work. I don't always know how to translate them. I don't always know how to project them and I don't trust them. And with her talking with her about emotions, she's helped me have a little bit more faith in my emotions um, to be able to express them, uh, to her because my inferior function is extroverted feeling. So it's it, it, when I get emotional, it, it becomes very outward and, you know, she, her patience has allowed me to work through that stuff. And I've had to learn as an introverted thinker to be more patient with her as an introverted feeler to just kind of sit with her and have her work through her emotions or give her time to work through things on her own. Usually she needs time by herself to assess her emotional state, to just kind of feel things, to cry, to paint, to do whatever she needs to do to work through her process. And I, I understand the need for introversion. <laughs> um, but the feeling part is, is, has been foreign to me for a little while. And I'm starting to learn a little bit more about it. And it's allowed me to learn more about myself, learn more about how I can approach using my strengths and using my secondary. So she's able to use her, her extroverted intuition and then her introverted feeling. Whereas my two functions are introverted in introverted thinking and then extroverted intuition. So that when I'm in a funk, I need to go out and play and do things. It's not necessarily about emotional states. It's, it's you know, for me, uh, using my introverted thinking to access my emotions is something that, you know, I've been able to learn through conversations with her. So you know, something I'm actually really bad at is if somebody comes up to me and says, hey, how you doing? I say, I'm good. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> not always the, uh, if I don't care, I'm not going to say anything, which is, you know, it's, it's more of a, um, 
a function of when I was a kid, when I was a lot younger and I, but I still do it today sometimes. And it's a really bad habit. It's, it's me not accessing my extroverted feeling and just shutting people down because I want to be in my head more than I want to be anywhere else. Um, but through learning more about my emotional state with her, I've been able to just work on little things to access that extroverted feeling as I'm going out th- throughout my day and just, you know, how are you doing too? <laughs> How's it going? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> um, just being more thankful for things. Um, I've always been polite, you know, please and thank you. Um, but to take time to be thankful is very different than reactionary thinking. So I need to be, I'm working on being a little bit more proactive with my emotional sharing and, but not necessarily leaning on it as a decision-making function. Like when I, when I unfortunately had to leave San Diego last year, a lot of what was going on the last few months leading up to it were a lot of introverted thinking. Like I had to use a lot of my own logical thinking to assess what was going on because whenever I made emotional decisions, I either ended up staying when I didn't want to stay or ended up doing things that I didn't want to do because I was making emotional decisions. And I was, even before I understood more and more about the Myers-Briggs stuff, I was, I was already kind of feeling that I was like looking at my personal history and I was just like, okay, you know, I keep making these mistakes. I keep going through this, this whole rabbit hole of making emotional decisions. And it ends up being this, Big, it makes bigger problems and because you know other people are better at emotions than me so it's easier easier for me to to be manipulated by someone who can be better at emotions uh, or 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 a little bit or, or take advantage of me when I'm being emotional because my introverted thinking is just not doing very well it, it over, gets overridden basically anyway all of that is to say that Molly has helped me to work on my weaknesses of you know emotions and peopling. And, um, you know, this all leads to the idea that her and I have just recently started a business. We've recently started an Instagram design business where Instagram has been the platform that she spent the most time on for the last few years. She's really good at understanding what needs to be done in terms of curating the feed and connecting with people and searching hashtags and doing all that stuff. And I'm a graphic designer and I'm good at design. I have a good design sense. She has an artistic sense as well. And I know branding, I know marketing and, you know, our combined strengths are able to, like, I feel very optimistic about this because she's able to take the, the, the reins in terms of, you know, peopling, she can go and get the clients and she has people coming to her all the time because she puts herself out there and people love that people love that she's capable of doing it. And she just shows authenticity and it, and it's good. It, it, people come to it. Whereas I feel like if I do that, it doesn't work out as well. <laughs> People just don't like my robotic nature unless they listen to it on a podcast, apparently. <laughs> um, but it works in this sense. You know, we were able to take both of our strengths, and I shouldn't even say that we're partnering to improve our weaknesses, but we're we're partnering to improve our strengths and really utilize our strengths so that we can kind of catch each other when we need to access each other's weak spots. You know, sometimes, sometimes when she's, uh, uh, playful and interacting with people, some of her weak spots can be, and forgive me, I'm not trying to be rude by saying this, but she, she, you know, she's, she can get into a loop where she just wants to kind of keep playing or, um, can kind of tinker too much and not really get 
the ball rolling forward. And I can be really good at helping with that as well. Um, where sometimes she can get caught up in the way something used to work or the way that things used to be. And, you know, for me, I can help move that forward as well. So, um, you know, it's, it's, and, and again, she catches me if I get too emotional <laughs> or if I get into a loop where I get, I, I get stuck and I start starting too many projects or I start being too judgmental, you know, she'll help me with that as well. So, um, and the rules are really more ENFP assessments than they are for her particularly. she's a really good, um, she has a lot of really, really strong strengths. So I just want to be clear about that. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the gist. I mean, if you're, if you're, you know, recognizing that you have weaknesses that you can, whether it's through Myers-Briggs or through just looking into your past and looking for patterns or literally asking people, you know, what, what do you think is my, my, my biggest weakness and what do I need help with? You can work with your partner. You can work with a business partner. You can work with a coach uh, or a um, therapist to talk through that stuff and learn how to find ways to tailor your life a little bit in order to lean into your strengths a little bit more and, you know, make sure that you're doing little things to bring your weaknesses along with you so that you can kind of improve them as you go, but you're not leaning on them. I think a lot of people will take their weaknesses and say like, you know what? I need to focus on this. I need to fix my entire weakness. And you know, you're going to be, you're going to fall behind if you focus that way. And one of the ways that, so I talk about Myers-Briggs a lot and, um, the reason I do is because I'm, I'm starting to play with this idea of doing my own coaching, but I want to do like long-term coaching. I haven't quite put a package together yet. So when I do, I'll post it on this podcast and let me let you guys know what that's about. But if you guys are hearing this stuff about Myers-Briggs and you're interested in, you know, doing one-on-one -on -one stuff, um, feel free to message me and let me know what you're, what, what you'd like to improve and what you'd like to understand. And, and, you know, sometimes it helps to understand your partner too and see where your strengths and weaknesses are. So, um, yeah, that's it. I'm going to wrap up this episode and, um, I, I hope you got something from this. I hope you can learn a little bit about what your weaknesses are and how you can use a partner. I shouldn't say use, but <laughs> you know, you can, you can have a partner with you to, complement each other and trying to find ways to improve each other's strengths and not use those weaknesses that you see in the other person as a weapon and trying to uh, get at them and control them in any kind of way. So with that, uh, just a quick reminder that the podcast course is up. Uh, by the time this is up, I'm going to be, the first chapter is going to be free. So it's going to be the introduction the why, your mission, and your goals, everything that you need to know about podcasting. And um, there's going to be some discounts coming. So cnotes.thinkific.com. Go check that out. And um, I think that's it. Yeah, that's it for today. Go go do things. Go enjoy your life. Go uh, you know, learn stuff or go play or go experience things. Or I don't know, go hug someone. Whatever it is that is your thing. <laughs> All right, I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.
Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to Dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also, while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Thank you.